Hello and welcome back to another exciting episode of Tabletop Theater. Our heroes, now recovered from the events of the assassination attempt, begin the second task of the Trial of Faith. Gifted powerful items by the angels, our heroes set out towards the toxic jungle to find the next artifact. However, the dangers of the jungle are not just poisonous fumes and monstrous inhabitants. Just what trials will they have to overcome in pursuit of a mission from God? Let's find out. So you've been riding this train from the capital uh, for about a day. You're headed towards the toxic jungle, which is in the neighboring country of Borgovia. And uh, as you pass, uh, you know, two of you, well, three of you are enjoying uh, first class while uh, one of you sits in terrible uh, regular people seats with Robin, Hildy, Brock, and thank you, Josh, for doing that. And during this time, uh, one person speaks, and it's, uh, uh, Robin says to you, Hey, you, uh, I think it's kind of weird that there wasn't like any investigation or anything. Seemed like, you know, we'd be in for questioning or something. What with the assassination and all? Seemed like they kind of just, like, pushed us out of there. You know, I don't think you've got a lot of faith in the angels. They've got eyes everywhere. They know everything. They can do anything. I'm sure they've got the situation pretty, pretty handled, Robin. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure Josh is right, too. I think, I, I really think that, you know... The angels know all of it. There's no, there's no reason to worry about it at all. Yeah, that's why uh, they definitely saw that bullet coming. Uh, we'll switch back to first class. <laughs> um, I should have a return. Have you guys done anything of interest? Or, or do you want to talk about anything? Are you talking to Siegfried or anything? Or sharing information with each other? Anything at all? Lola is very gregarious. She enjoys the company of others. So after a few hundred miles or so on the train, a few hours... Uh, she taps onto Drifter's door. Uh, yeah. Hello, dearie. Uh, yeah, what, what do you need? Oh, nothing in particular, but would you care for a spot of tea? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, the tea's fine, sure. Excellent. Yeah. So I, you know, just, oh, I really like what you've done with the place. <laughs> uh, th- thank you. And then Drifter starts kind of, like, trying to, like, put... Like his bag, like a little bit out of the like, like move things a little bit because the room's just kind of got. Just got yeah, is it just full? Of, is it full of trash? Well, yeah, it was a trash. Because <laughs> he doesn't have many things. It just it's in one bag. But mm-hmm. other than that, it's just the room's just disheveled. Yeah, <laughs> it's a joke, dearie. But uh, no, it, it does feel rather cozy. Yeah, and uh, it's nice of Josh to to let me get it get like the room. Uh, you know. Yeah. Have you been resting? Sure. You know, as much as I can be. Sure. Uh, you know. Quite. It's, you know, I, 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 yes, how's, the, how's the tea coming? Oh, <laughs> oh, it's fine. Edgar, dearie. And uh, so I imagine uh, my uh, bag immediately comes to life. Opening his zippery mouth, he hops onto my, my lap and gleefully uh, hands to me or passes to me in his own bag monstery way uh, two cups of tea. Drifter um, has like kind of jumped back when the when the bag jumped on your lap. <laughs> he's like, eh, "Sorry, I'm gonna take some games." What a good too. boy! 
are. Yes, you are. Oh, he's precious, isn't he? Oh. And I, I offer my glass. Oh, I offer my teacup to Clink, against yours. Clink. Clink. <laughs> and, then, and then he kind of he, he downs the whole tea in yes. one one sip. So, Drifter, it's not been very long since we've gotten to know each other, and I, I was thinking in our last couple of adventures that I'd like to get to know you a little bit better. You're so mysterious, so so rugged. I, I, I mean, you know what I'm saying. I'm just saying. That I'd love to get to know you a little bit more. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, just uh, just kind of finding my way, uh, found my way onto this train. Uh, you know, Siegfried's Siegfried's a hell of a leader. Uh, Not a heaven of a leader. He's <laughs> he's well, he's he's a very good friend to me. Yeah, he seems he seems all right. Uh, he's good. He's good for. He's, he is all right. Everything about him is right. Yes, yes, I agree. Drifter just rolls his eyes aggressively uh, <laughs> and obviously. Drifter kind of is silent for a bit in, in thought uh, at that question. He says, um, you know, I, I used to have a, I, I had a wife and a, and a child. Uh, hmm. I haven't seen him for a few years. Uh, and I often wonder how they're doing. Yes, but I'm, I know you'll be seeing them soon. You only have one more job left. Yeah, I'm excited to finally get out of here and, uh, you know, get back to what I was doing before. Indeed. Yeah. I, I imagine they miss you so dearly. Yeah, the, I'm sure, uh, you know, they're, he's, a good, he's a good kid, he's a good lad. Uh, Would you, you know. remind me of their names, your wife and your son? Her name is Kisu. And my son, uh, I named him Armando. I was... I was after my father. Oh, Armando. Isn't that a charming name? Oh, lovely. Well, yes, I, I, I imagine they both are missing you just terribly. But, uh, yeah. So, but uh, as I said, just one more trip. And um, you'll be back uh, to... Remind me where you're from? Uh, I'm from a small town. Just from nowhere. Hmm. Drifter from nowhere. Drifter drifting along to everywhere. But soon he'll return home to nowhere, I imagine. Well, it is nice to have your company. Thanks. You've been awfully interesting. (laughs) Your conversation is cut short. The train has suddenly, like, rapidly stopped. Way faster than it normally would. Oh! Um, You know, the whole cabin kind of shakes. Things go everywhere. You hear kind of like oofs and ahs from other rooms as uh, luggage gets displaced. Um... And you, you, somebody bursts the door, and it's Siegfried, and he says, "Well, we shouldn't, we shouldn't be, we shouldn't be here yet." What, what, what the devil is going on, Siegfried? I, I don't know. I'll, I'll go check it out. You, come, come on, let's go. They grab the rest of you guys, um, and they step outside the train. In, in front of the train, you know, you hear like the hissing of the engine, you know, and you see in front of it there has become a blockade on the, on the, uh, on the tracks, and you see a bunch of people in military outfits. They have this red with like a darker blood red sort of uh, pattern and like stripes on their legs it's kind of like puffy pants sort of a deal they have like uh like outer jackets and you recognize them um as people from the country of uh Borgovia which is the place of Kaiser Karnoff and Siegfried goes up and says what is, what is the meaning of this why have you stopped the train um and you see a man he's uh 
kind of got like a I the, the comparison is like a very he's got like a mustache, this very intense mustache that like brushes out like a paintbrush at the sides. You know, like a Dr. Robotnik kind of mustache. You know what I mean? He's like a thin man. Um he's got a he's got a uh like a lizard tail. He's like half elf, obviously. Um he says to you, uh excuse me, I don't speak to human scum out of the way. And uh, Lola, you recognize this man instantly. He's someone oh. you've known in the past. Uh, a past suitor of yours. I know What's him. What's his name? I recognize him. His name is Philip. Okay. Philip Fairchild. You recognize Philip Fairchild. You don't recall him ever being an officer in the army, but you do know he was from Bergovia when he was mm. a suitor of yours. Uh, how would you consider your time with Philip? My time with him was very brief and very bitter. He courted me and I declined for his absolutely preposterous, self-righteous, self-absorbed, and just so how would you ugly say, personality. How would you say you're reacting to the sight of him? Um, I'm repulsed, visibly. But I, I step forward and I say, No, Philip, is that really any way to treat one a, a passenger, a first-class passenger, no less, of the Angelic Express? He takes off a pair of like black kind of tinted sunglasses, like black tinted glasses, and he's like, "Well, if my eyes deceive me, Dolores Lockhart. Well, 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 well." And he kind of slicks back his hair. Goodness, you're absolutely see you've, uh, revolting. I see you've. Uh, wasn't your type, huh? Thought you didn't like people. I thought you didn't like soldier boys. Didn't expect soldier you. Soldier boys. No, Philip, I did not like soldier boys. I did not like soldier boys with their heads up their own lizard-esque anuses. You know, he he kind of looks at Siegfried when he's saying this. Worst of all, he's a human, too. (laughs) And you thought I wasn't good enough. (laughs) That's rich. absolutely are repellent. No. No, uh, Philip, won't you be doing your job anytime soon? You've stopped this train. Well, this is I'm not a matter between you and me. This is a matter of national security. We've had to close down the border into For Borgovia. what reason? I'm not at liberty to discuss matters of national security with a Oh, goodness. Foreigner. Is there anyone else I can talk to? Unfortunately for you, I'm the officer in charge. Oh, doesn't that just give you such joy, you disgusting little Watch man. it now. Good. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> now, <clears throat> he takes out a little pen and paper. Now, what brings you to our glorious nation of Borgovia today? Do you have your papers? Well, I believe we all do have our papers. Isn't that right, Siegfried? He says, yes, yes, of course. I have them here. And he holds them out. And he doesn't, he doesn't take them. Excuse me, dear. I take the papers from Siegfried and I shove them into Philip's hands. He takes hands. them. He takes them. He, like, flips through them. There. Oh, well, well, well. Angelic seal, huh? Big boys, huh? Hmm. Why are you going into Borgovia? Well, Siegfried, I think you'll have to talk to the leader of our troop. Siegfried, dear, explain to this pathetic lowlife. The angels have attached us were completing the trial of faith. There's a... One of the holy artifacts has fallen into the uh, toxic jungle. We desperately need to reclaim it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not sure we can let you in there. 
For whatever reason. Well, unfortunately, it's a matter of national security. But... I'll tell you what. He uh, takes out he takes out a thing. I'd happen to be entering the jungle myself with some of my men. And you, he gestures to his large company of troops, you know. We'd be happy to uh, escort you. Your papers seem to be in order, but uh, as a matter of national security, I'm afraid that I'm going to have to come with you at all times. You understand, tensions are high. There was an assassination attempt on the Kaiser. Can't just let anyone come into the country willy-nilly, especially not. Siegfried, we can't allow this. We must, we must get, get to the toxic jungle, I, I, jungle another way. I, I, there I, must I, be another way. I'm afraid there isn't. You see, the toxic jungle is now under quarantine by order of the Kaiser for further scientific investigation. You will only ever get into it with approval of the commander in charge. Unfortunately for you, that is me. Now, you have two options, I see. You can get back on that pretty train of yours and head straight back to where you came. Or you can come with me. Your choice. Drifter's going to walk forward, pull out a paper from his bag, uh, and say, well, how about a third option? And he holds up a kind of crudely drawn symbol, the symbol we've seen, um, the the eye with the the blood pointing down. He, he takes that. And I he says... We're here on official business, Kaiser's orders. You're going to let us through, or we're going to have to talk to the Kaiser about this. I, I have to stifle a gasp upon seeing that, because I, th- that's, this, is, this is the only second, this is only the second time that I'm seeing this symbol. Yeah, you haven't seen it. This is the, you guys haven't talked information to each other before? No. He says, I have no idea what this is. Like I said, you can come in, but you'll need me as an escort. Besides... You'll need somebody who knows his way around the jungle. My team will be perfectly suited to the challenge. For a while, I hold my gaze upon Drifter and I'm utterly disconcerted. He gives you just a $5 sickly car salesman-like smile. Drifter's going to turn turn around and say, guess we have an army with us. Hmm. Philip, you may accompany us. Excellent. He claps his hand together. Excellent. Okay. I'm so glad to be able to spend this quality time with you and your... Friends, come along. And he, he uh, has some of his men pick up some of your belongings as you begin your now march rather than train ride towards the okay. jungle. Uh, is, is one of them going to touch my bag? Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, one of them goes to touch your bag um, and you know, it snaps at him and they're like, ah, what's in this thing? Ugh, good what the boy. heck? Good boy. Good job, Edgar. Good job. Come to mama. Um, oh. Everybody gives that thing a wide berth. I like to imagine just a ring of the soldiers, and yeah. in the middle of them is Edgar, like, waddling along. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's he's perfectly uh, perfectly contented just stepping right beside me. Okay. You make it, you continue this march until you reach, like, an area of land where basically everything has been blackened and charred. Um, as if it has been burned away. And over here, just outside of this, is a small camp. And further in towards this black and charred area, you see the toxic jungle. You see that they've clearly been burning any of its expansion just to prevent it spread. But you can see the toxic jungle from here. You see these large kind of grayish trees and strange fungal growths uh, that emanate from it. There's almost like a like a white mist that kind of oozes out from this forest, but it doesn't go particularly far beyond the reaches of the forest itself. And you kind of see strange, large, flying creatures that you can't quite make out from here. 
Uh, but they definitely don't look like birds. They seem to have many pairs of wings and far too many legs. But you are at this camp, um, and you see like this crew. They're putting on. They have. They're putting on like these masks and stuff. Um, you know, preparing to go in. Uh, they they offer some of these to you all. Um, obviously, do you take them? What kind of masks are you about? They're they're like gas masks. He says you're going to need these if you want to go in there and survive. Philip, these things are ridiculous. It's it's just air. I mean. Why is it even called the toxic jungle? What is so toxic about it? Is it just f- frightening? Is it just scary? That's part of the reason we're here, is to figure out why. What's the source of How it all? How long has it been called the toxic jungle? Um, ever since it was discovered. Since the beginning of uh, since the beginning of time, frankly. And this is just a recent expedition. Ever since this, ever since the reign of the first god, yes, sure. Jeffrey's gonna take a gas mask. Okay. Yeah, Chasha's going to take an extra large one and just strap that over the <laughs> Now, um, it's not necessary, but I recommend it. You could, you might want to put on a, one of these uniforms to protect yourself from possibly any spores, else you're going to have to take a decontamination sh- shower. He offers them to you first, Lola. Philip, do you happen to realize that I am half-elf, half-giant spider? Do you think this uniform, this bipedal uniform you are handing me, first of all, it's khaki. It is It khaki. is atrocious. Do you think Your I shall not fit mine? into this I'm sure you'll be fine then. <laughs> He's just Snickers. He loathsome. Oh. I, and I, I, I try my hand. Do I have anything that could help me fashion this into something I could possibly wear? Yeah, you can you can take the top part. You all uh, you all don uniforms that you can fit in, and these gas masks. Uh, he accompanies you with uh, six other men, two of which have these large sort of like metallic tanks on their back, and they have like these strange metal, like almost like poles with hoses on them, with like a lip match kind of a thing in front of them. Um, and they 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 all breathe through these. You can't see any of their faces. They all breathe through these thick gas masks. At the kind of like the, you know, all you can really hear is their deep. Uh, breathing from this um you know any gestures and that you begin your uh, entrance into the toxic jungle um and he'll uh, so i should point out that the whole party is with you at the moment as you're walking through the jungle you see a variety of interesting sites um these there's these ridiculous funguses of all sorts you know they they grow all over the place but most interesting of all is like this almost uh dandelion-esque spore transfer that goes throughout and just blows throughout the area um you know, it's almost enchanting to look at it. Some of these funguses, they glow invitingly, but also kind of dangerously. Uh, and you try to avoid touching those as best you can. Uh, sometimes you even run across some of the strange creatures here. Uh, at one point, as your company is walking through the jungle, a large, almost uh, stone-like beetle starts walking through. And Philip uh, like holds up his hand for everyone to hold up uh, and waits for it to pass. This thing is the size of like a train car. It's unlike anything you've ever seen. And then he turns to you and says, we're better off not angering anything while we're in here. Who knows? Well, you can easily be overrun by the Philip, insects. it seems like it's on its merry way. It yes. seems like it doesn't even know that we're here. Yes, let's keep it that way. Um, and he... Are you telling me you're afraid of arthropods? As I just kind of casually lift up, lift up my skirts and reveal a, a thin black... Metatarsal. Are you trying to make this a race thing? <laughs> no. Yeah, but a, a, a I thin, suppose you'll just fit right in then. A thin black fuzzy metatarsus. 
while this is happening, sure. Drifter would like to casually he's he's pull out his knife and is kind of like weed whacking his way mm-hmm. with, along with everyone else. He's gonna slip behind one of the two men mm-hmm. with the the packs on their back. Yeah, and he's gonna use the knife to nick to cause a little hole in one of the ho- the hoses. You, you've got to be pretty sneaky about that. You're going to have to roll a stealth check I'm for that. absolutely going to roll a stealth check. I'm interested to buy the motivation behind this, but yeah, I guess I will soon find out. That's 21. That's, p- that's pretty good. My, my first roll was a nat 20, and I didn't oh. accept the nat 20. I figured oh, I'd okay, that's fine. A no, 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 I believe 19. you. No, I believe <laughs> you. Wow, okay. Um, yeah, that. I mean, you do it without you do it without being detected at all. Um, you make a tiny little nick. Uh, it doesn't seem to have any effect at the moment, but you definitely do it. You know, nothing. No, there's no immediate effect. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Hey, uh, Josh? Uh, y- yeah, Hildy. Um, why does, uh, why does, why does Philip hate humans so much? I'm thinking of how Josh would respond to that. My ancestors weren't the greatest. Uh, they, uh, they didn't believe. They didn't believe in what was real and what was around them. They didn't believe in God. And because of that, the whole world fell into chaos. And now a lot of people hold it against my kind, and I can't blame them. Oh, uh, okay. I I never knew that. Okay. <laughs> I gotta update those history books. It's <laughs> cool. Um, what, what were the humans like beforehand? They were cruel, primitive, and hedonistic. Well, you're not like that at all, Josh. N- neither is Siegfried. Mm. Um, you'd be surprised. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> As you are walking, you come across uh, you come across a scene. You see something enormous. It's long. It has so many legs, more legs than you can count. It's climbing one of these rotten trees. Um, and it's it's circling it, and it's it suddenly its face turns to you. Uh, you can hear its breathing behind its many legs. It's this it's got this almost like plate like armor to it. Um, its face stares at you, and it starts moving towards you. This insect, it's like a it's like an enormous millipede. Uh, Philip position like calls out to his men to uh, form up a position, form a line. Um, can you all roll for initiative? I have twenty two. Twelve. Nine. This enormous millipede uh, is now on the ground. It rears its head back. It's like the size of a train car once again. Um, and it, it looks like it's about to strike uh, at you, Lola. But just as it's about to do this, something else occurs entirely. It's, it's uh, impaled by a black, long leg. And another creature appears. And this creature is far more terrifying. Its pattern is vibrant and almost electric in in vision. On the back of it is a horrid sight. Mounds and mounds of corpses of other insects. Large ants with like uh, mushrooms growing on them. Other millipedes like this. Spiders. It has this enormous pile on its abdomen. It's about 30 feet tall. Go ahead, Dolores, you go first. So I'm I'm aghast at first uh, with this whole scene before me of a giant millipede about to lunge, but then towering above is this assassin bug. Um, but uh, as an immediate reaction, I 
I cast Witch's Bolt, and from my hand, an arc of blue lightning shoots up towards the creature, and I rolled uh, a 15 uh, for uh, yeah. ranged spell attack. Okay, that'll hit, actually. That hits? Okay. Yeah, just roll for damage. That's four. Okay, the uh, blast shoots in... Uh, the the carapace of this of this assassin beetle is quite thick, and it uh, while it hits it, it barely does any damage to it. It does it, ba- it did only like twitches its leg at the result of this blast. The company you're with, uh, there's six men, two of which have these large tanks on their back. Uh, four of them open fire, and their shots shoot at it. Most of them just clang off of the armor and soar off in somewhere else into the jungle. One of the uh, men with these tanks goes and he goes up this is the one you slice the back of drifter he goes up and he cranks a nozzle as if to activate this hose-like mechanism um and suddenly some sort of oil is spilling out the back of of the hose not properly shooting and the flame shoots out of this hose but it's not quite as strong and in fact because it's leaking it catches the hose on fire and quickly the man is enveloped in flames and he starts screaming um, muffled through his mask. Uh, that's going to put us at your turn, uh, Drifter. <laughs> uh, Drifter's going to give a sly, uh, sly smile, uh, seeing that... Whoa. You just committed casual murder. Uh, yeah. I'm. We don't like these guys. That's fine. I, I don't know if we want them to set them on fire. It's I okay. set them on fire. He set himself on fire. Anyway, continue. <laughs> please. No, I please. think we're all quite disturbed nobody, by this. Uh, nobody knows but you. You rolled a very high check. Uh, can I perceive whether did I? Can I catch whether he <laughs> smiled like a creep? Uh, no, he's wearing a mask. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay, <laughs> excellent. Uh, okay, may, I mean, maybe I had this all wrong. I assumed the whole point was we were going to eliminate all of these soldiers. I never said that <laughs> because they are clearly not on our side. They're not. I ne- They're whatever. Not- do you want to do a turn? I'm still. Yeah, that's fair. So, the, <laughs> by the way, drawing a card is a bonus action, so you can do it in addition to an attack. Because uh, I figure you don't want to do an entire turn and be drawing a card. Well, Drifter is going to look down at his gauntlet and say, well, I'll give it a shot, and he pulls a card. All right, let's figure out what it is. Jack of Diamonds. As you pull the card from the deck, um, you see on the picture of the card there is a skull. A black skull. Awesome. Suddenly an aura surrounds you as you realize you are now warded against death for the next minute. Should you take damage that would put you to death, uh, you instead would be at one HP. So you are pretty, it, it, that's all it does for now. All right. What else do you do? That was a bonus action. So Drifter is going to, uh, I think just try to use that hand cannon to aim at his, aim, use the hand cannon at sure at the bug. Okay, it has one use a day. Uh, roll the hit. Oh, it's one use a day? Yep. So he's gonna aim the ha- hand cannon at okay. the, uh, straight at the face of yeah. this sure. beast. Okay. Uh, roll the hit. 18. Yeah, that hits. Um, roll for damage. 13 damage. Okay, great. Uh, your cannon lets out an almighty blast. Um, it hits the assassin bug, but it also blasts a huge chunk away from the soft underbelly of the millipede. There's this huge hole. It's almost like shotgun and cannon blast goes off and it tears through it and it hits the assassin's beetle. It busts off one of its mandibles and strange greenish ichor pours from the severed mandible. Jiff is going to look down at his hand cannon with some pride and say, well, that's a, a quack's pite of punch. All right. Uh, it'll be the assassin's beetle's turn. 
Um, now it has been attacked by Drifter, so it is going to spit poison at it. Uh, what's your armor class? Uh, 17. You luck out. The spray uh, shoots directly at you. You do a you uh, roll right out of the way. You see it burn through the patch of uh, the patch of ground right next to you. It was like a soft kind of lichen on the ground, no grass, and it just disintegrates uh, right where you were. It then swings one of its uh, one of its incredibly sharp uh, legs. These legs are like they have uh, almost like rose thorns kind of going off of them. So there's many ways it could impale you, and it swings this at uh, swings this at Lola. Uh, Lola, what's your armor class? Armor class is 12. Uh, this leg swipes right at you. Even if you had been wearing these protective suits, it wouldn't have done much good. It tears through some of your clothes. It rips into the back of your abdomen and impales you on the back of it. You de- you get dealt tw- uh, you get dealt 10 damage. Well, that goes half of my life. Josh, it's your turn. So I have a semantic question about this shield of mine. Go ahead. It absorbs damage. Acid would count as a damage. Right. What about, say, someone who's currently on fire? Could I hold the shield up to them? If they shot fire at you, I would accept that. But not... You can't absorb their fire. I can't, I can't run up to the guy and, like, shield bash him and take the If fire there was an out. explosion, it would absorb the fire. But not, not this situation. Not at this exact moment. So no. this, this, this guy's kind of toast. In that case... Seeing as no one's attacking Chosh, so he doesn't get to use his new shield. Uh, I think Chosh is going to, uh, as as gracefully as he can in his double bodysuit, double mask outfit, mm-hmm. uh, try and run up to this giant bug and put, it so- put his sword through, I guess, like the... Can he reach the wing area? Probably There's no not. wings. There's no wings. No, it's just a beetle. Beetles have wings. Some do, but this one doesn't. Okay, so then Chosh is going to... Like go under it and stab up? Is that what you mean? Or? No, 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 just no, no. Just describe it. Yeah. I was thinking going for the horn. Josh is gonna. Josh is gonna like go. The up, worst place to go for. Try and cut off the horn. There's a horn. I didn't say there was a horn. Why would I, a horn? Tail the horn help. I assumed that the Antenna? beetle had a horn. Oh, I, one of the legs. The legs. The I legs. always picture beetles with horns. I picture no. a horned beetle. No. Okay. Yeah, horned beetles are. Like. A thing. It does have wings, by the way. That's how I am at. Oh, 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 oh wait. The assassin bug is a real. Yeah. Yes. It's, a, oh. it's based off of a real insect. It does. It's, wait, can I take a look at it so I can figure out which part of it I want to stab? Is this the is soft this a part? Fair? The soft part. Stab it in the fleshy part. No, 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 no. You got to go for the stupidest possible. <laughs> the horn. Oh, what a horrifying creature! Yeah, Beautiful. yeah. So Chosh is going to, as gracefully as he can, in two suits of armor and two helmets, try and slash for the antennae if he can reach them. Go ahead, roll. Okay, it's well over twenty. It's like twenty-five. Okay, that definitely hits. Yeah. But what's my damage? It's one d eight. Oh, that's not. Six. Thank you. Okay, you uh, slice at one of the mandibles. I will say you uh, chop it off. It's one of the softer bits of the uh, creature, and you did roll pretty well. Nice. Um, so it, that gets sliced off again. This ichor kind of pours out of it. Um, the rest of your team, the rest of your team now takes this time to attack it. Uh, Brock takes out his hammer and sl- uh, slams it into one of the legs. Uh, the leg kind of like buckles under the hit. Um, another uh, Robin takes out a bow and arrow because she's kind of old school and she shoots it uh, directly into the maw of the creature. Um, and it lets out another terrible terrible scream as it spurts more of its blood everywhere. Blood and acid spray like all over the ground. Some of it gets on one of like the uh, the men of 
one of Philip's men, you know, and it burns away some of his suit, and he's like screaming in pain and terror about possibly getting uh, infected by spores. And Siegfried doesn't use his brand new holy weapon at all. Keeps it on his back. He instead takes out one of his own weapons, a saber, and he uh, runs underneath the uh, the creature, and he uh, stabs at it. Um, and he, uh, you know, you see you see blood pour out from that uh, as well. Um, but it's weird that he doesn't choose to use this holy weapon that was bestowed on him. Uh, did you say something about Edgar? If I'm being attacked, does he have anything? Yeah, he has a move. You can do what you want with him. Oh. It's your turn next. So, okay. uh, Hildy's going to spend her turn, though, uh, running over. Well, she can't get to you, actually, so she can't heal you. Mm-hmm. So never mind. Um, what about the burning man? Hildy is going to uh, run towards the burning man. Um, but as she's running towards the burning man, but she doesn't get halfway there before the the fire reaches the tank and there's an almighty explosion. Um, everyone here, roll a dexterity save. Chosh, you don't have to. Thank you. Your shield absorbs the entire impact. Oh, 14. That's just enough. 15. Good. Um, More than just enough. Some of the troops aren't as lucky as you and they get caught by the blast and they uh, they get knocked backwards. Some of the shrapnel impales into their sides. Uh, Philip somehow manages to go unscathed as he held up one of his men in front of the, <laughs> the blast and uh, he took the brunt of it. Um, but the rest of you were able to dodge. Chosh, your shield protects you from the blast, but Hildy does get a face full of it. She is blasted back. They all take about seven damage. <clears throat> Sorry, it's now your turn, Lola. Uh, well, first I'm going to cry out in agony because my abdomen has been impaled and say, Edgar! Uh, and he springs to life if he wasn't already. He is. Uh, but he springs to action and I imagine him, poor little thing, running after, trying to bite, chomp down on one of those giant thorny legs. Okay. You still have an, that doesn't count as your turn. It, sure. it will do that. Uh, That's I, the first thing I do. Okay, what do you do with your? What do you do with the rest of your turn? Uh, so as Edgar distracts the beast for well, a moment, well, it, it rolls a twenty. Uh, so yes, yes. it's a good thing you did it first. It bites onto the leg. Uh, I will say that the leg has been weakened somewhat by the explosion. Perhaps some of the shrapnel uh, through shot through it, uh, and it bites off the uh, leg, and you fall to the ground. There's still this big. Uh, you know, leg impaled on your uh, abdomen, but you're free of the assassin beetle for the most part. Okay, uh, so I'm going to just, just take a sharp inhale and just pull that leg out of me. And I'm going to use Spire to Climb to climb up a nearby tree and uh, into the treetop uh, to take cover. Okay, you do that. Um, you, you you spend your turn getting out of the way, basically. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, I'm now above the assassin bug in this whole, sure. this whole battle. Okay, you have a great view of the scenery. And so you have beautiful. a great view of everything. Yeah, okay. Uh, all right, that'll put us at the assassin beetles. No, it's not. It'll put us at Drifter's turn. Drifter, uh, always one for the dramatic, is going to walk over to that uh, leg on the ground mm-hmm. and use it as a javelin to try to impale the beast. I love that. It's a great idea. I sure. love it. Roll. I'm gonna give it a plus one nineteen. Yeah, you don't get a you don't get a proficiency bonus. Yeah, it's all good. Uh, that's not fine though. You, legs. Yeah, you uh you run straight at it. You know, this is like a leg. There's like spikes going off of it. It's a terrifying thing. Mm-hmm. You shove this. You know, it's there's so many people attacking it at once. You shove this straight through the soft underbelly. Um, it goes. In fact, it's such a powerful leg, and it pierces through the back of the creature because its leg is just that sharp. Um, you know, and the the spikes on the side rip through its innards. 
and there's like a gush of this ichor, but it stops, you know, starts twitching and falls down. Um, Siegfried somehow has managed throughout this entire time to not get a single bit of uh, dirt or anything on him because um, he was right under that there. guy. And uh, the, the beast seems to be dead. Um, the, tr- the troops around you, uh, they kind of like cheer and they start kind of patting you on the back. You know, some of them are tieflings. They, they give you, you know, they give you great cheers and stuff. Nobody knows about what you did earlier. Um, we talk about that. Jesus. But uh, <laughs> Phil- Philip, uh, Philip says, what are you idiots doing? We have to get out of here immediately. They're going to smell the blood. Come on, hurry. And he, start, and he starts running towards like the center of the woods. How uh, gentlemanly, I call from above the treetops. So his men start following quickly. What do you all do? I climb down. I'm, I'm just going to wait while Lola climbs down. Thank you. Check and on assume, yeah, so check courteous. On she seems okay. She's a bit shaken. She's not super fond of being in combat. That's fair. Josh, She's a, is, oh. is Lola okay? Uh, and I, as I say, as I'm trailing on down, yes, yes, dear, I, uh, d- darling, I'm fine. I'm f- well, I mean, nothing. A little bit of your healing couldn't fix. Oh, oh yeah, sure. Um, she puts her hands uh, on you and she heals you for six. Oh, thank you so much. So, so refreshing. Okay. Um, as you're dawdling, though, with this healing, um, you're kind of starting to lose track of the rest of the group, but you also hear something else. You hear the sound of almost like a marching army, like the sound of hundreds of pairs of legs, but more than one creature moving steadily towards you. What do you do? <laughs> you could roll a perception check, I suppose, yeah, if you really cool. wanted to. I would love to roll. It's not good. Drifter rolled a five. Seven, five. I rolled an 18. I don't have anything to perception. So. You see through the trees, little bits of movement. You see creatures that are low to the ground. They're all ants, but they have these strange sort of orangish fungal pods growing off of them. Some of them <laughs> sprout from their eye sockets, and you, it's very odd. You know, it's almost as if the ants aren't, you know, themselves. But there's a huge mass of these, and these are headed straight mm-hmm. for you. This is if they smell the dead carcass of the uh, creature you've just slain, including some of their older brothers that were on its back. And they're running straight at you. Well, my first instinct is to think, well, how curious. That, that's really cool. I want to study that fungus. But then I, I say, you know, I, be- I do believe a literal army of ants is, is going to devour us, so shall we, shall we head off? Uh, Drifter's going to say, I think we should hide and look to Siegfried for an answer. Um, well, we can't just abandon them. But abandon... The rest of the team. They've, they've run off that way. We'll, ha- we'll have to follow them. I mean, you can hide if you want, but... I say we hide. <sighs> okay. All right, so we're kind of split. Take a, um... Make a decision as a group. You will okay. either make one of two checks. If you choose to hide, you will all make stealth checks. If you choose to run, you will make athletic checks. Mm. Pick. Drifter is going to follow Siegfried. I'm sorry, boys. We really do must run. And I grab Josh. Uh, I grab Josh's arm and I drag him. I'm gonna do a strength check to, to grab uh, Josh. To grab Josh and <laughs> sure. pull him in my direction. That is a uh, an eleven. An eleven. I think <laughs> Ch- Josh is a little dazzled by the situation, so he'll like resist for a second and then be like, you know, <laughs> what what am I trying to stay back for? <laughs> What, what, what are the benefits Let's here? Let's not be a hero today, shall we? Yeah, and he's died enough times. Mm. Uh, all, all, all of you make an athletics check now. 
I have already made my athletics check, and I think you'll be happy to know that it is a 20. A nine. It's not good. Should have hid. Um, Should have hid. Uh, probably at this rate. Uh, you make a break for it. Uh, Lola, you're, while you are a spider and would help, you're wearing like a fancy dress. It is not well suited to this sort of biome. You struggle. It's not my fanciest. I understand, but uh, there's a lot of ruffles, and it, it, it really is qu- quite homely. It's, it's not. It's not nothing special. Dear. Uh, um, you struggle to maintain pace with the rest of the group. Um, also, am I st- still kind of wounded? You are still kind of wounded, so you're kind of limping from that, uh, somewhat. The rest of the group is able to keep pace. However, Drifter, you f- you trip as you're running. Um, I'm an old man. However, someone comes back to grab you. You feel like strong hands pick you up. Siegfried. He, he notices you go down and he runs back to grab you. Siegfried. And uh, unfortunately, though, he's not quite quick enough. Uh, a bug does get a swipe at you. It's going to try to bite your arm and it's going to deal you five damage. Uh, Siegfried takes out his saber and he cuts, he cuts through it and you, you pick up the pace again. You barely make it in time. Luckily... Drifter's failure was enough of a distraction that you were able to get by uh, Lola. Uh, but Siegfried, now running with uh, with Drifter, you all kind of accumulate to a natural point where you meet up with the rest of the party. There appears to be sort of like a clearing where the jungle itself is not so dense. This is a strange clearing. The second you pass the tree line, you see the insects swarming right behind you. You, you almost jump into the clearing, and the insects refuse to go in. They start swarming around in this kind of circle of this clearing surrounding you. You hear the massive noises of the clicking and all of their hundreds and hundreds of feet all around you, all, you know, climbing on top of each other to get in, but that no one seems to want to. The only thing in this clearing is kind of like an elevated area of ground, like a small hill. All of it is covered in like this thick kind of moss that's on the ground. It covers this hill, it covers everything like a grass. You're, none of, you're just kind of all standing at the edge Josh is going to walk over to that mound in the middle and kind of slap his sword into it and lean on it and survey the situation. The second you throw your sword onto it, you hear a strange sound, like glass breaking. And suddenly the ground from beneath you falls out and you fall 30 feet and land on a heap in the ground, taking 10 damage. Specifically me. Yeah. Okay. Josh, can you stop falling down long passageways, please? <laughs> you see your friend stab his sword into the ground. The glass—you hear a tinkling of glass as he as he screams as he falls into this strange pit. Josh, you you you're on the ground here. You look inside of a strange circular chamber that seems completely out of place with the rest of the area. The walls are clearly were white some time ago, but have become grimy and strange funguses have grown on it instead as well you look up and you see kind of like a lattice work of glass above you you see the hole that broke through you see other areas where the glass has been dented uh and other smaller holes exist you see like strange vine like things from from the ceiling but also in this room you see strange black like black glass on the walls nothing's on them it's just there there appears to be four doors one of which is held open by this plant infestation, this fungal infestation. But these aren't doors like you're used to. There's no, they're like elevator doors. There's just no handles. 
This is what you see. Uh, hello? You hear no response. It's it, The only light from this room comes from up above as well. What do the rest of you do? You just saw one of your friends just disappear, basically. So we see the hole, right? The opening. You see the hole, yeah. Does, um, does that, what, does anybody, what does anybody do? Josh, dear, are you, are you alive? Are you have you died again? Are, are you dead? I, hello? I, hello? Okay. What, what's going on? What, what's down there? There's a lot of uh, black glass and elevators down here. Pardon? There's like elevator doors, and then there's like a bunch of windows, but they're black. And it's very dark <laughs> and mossy. Drifter's going to uh, check kind of the integrity of the hole and the, the area around it, like the integrity of the How do the you do ground. this? Just with his hands, like at his... Like, uh, like kicking it or something? Yeah, slowly like like lean, like, you know, kick, kick it and then... Roll a spring check. One. You don't break it. That's good. <laughs> you kick your foot you. against it. Yeah, it stays there. That's, you you fracture your... The best thing I can hope for the one. Yeah. Um, Nothing happens. Fair enough. None of the insects seem to want to come in here. Well, you can all roll a perception check, actually. Well, I was actually going to have Chosh use a special little paladin ability of his. Yeah. Called Divine Sense. Okay. Which lets Chosh, and I quote, uh, sense any celestial fiend or undead and know what type it is within a 60-foot radius. Okay, easy. There are none. There are none. Good job. Everyone, there are no <laughs> celestials, fiends, <laughs> or other divine creatures down here within a 60-foot radius. That's... That's... Wonderful, dear. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to hear it. Uh, I look, am as well. Look, uh, Philip comes up to you. Look, we don't have a lot of options here. I don't know what, the, what the, what's, why they won't attack. What? But uh, do you have any better ideas other than going down there? Well, Philip, um, my other idea is just to stay up here and wait for the horde of, of, of zombie ants to eventually muster the courage. Well, frankly, they die clearly they're not, first off, clearly they're not zombies. You would have detected the undead, like he just said. I would have detected the undead. I'm <laughs> dying on the inside because of people like you, Philip, and your insistent, literal... Ah, the way you take things so literally is just irk irksome. It's absolutely irksome. So we're going and down, so right? let's go down, yes. I don't know how to get back up. Okay. We have rope. Uh, they throw down some rope. Come on. And they... I think Josh is going to start kind of climb it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ch <laughs> Josh, we're slide down. Josh will climb up and sort of <laughs> see everyone starting to go down and be like, oh, oh okay, go back down. <laughs> I, I don't even think that happens. You start climbing up the rope. Um, and uh, the face. And then Philip just like slides down the rope and he just like, lands <laughs> on top of you. And so the rest of the party arrives down here in this room. All right. This strange, otherworldly room. Does we have any light? Just the light from above. You would have to get light of your own. I have dark vision. You can see the room in black and white. I'm sure we all can see. The room is literally in black I and mean, white. I mean, I'm sorry. Well, in dark vision it is. I mean, there's, I'm sorry. I should rephrase that. The room does, the room does have light aside from the ceiling light. There's some of the fungus is iridescent. Hmm. Beautiful. Um, but yeah. So you look around the room. 
one of these, you know, there's four of these elevator, like elevator-like doors. I didn't say they were elevators. There's, there's four of these doors. Only one of them is open. And you look around and there's words above it. The first door says biome. The second door says living quarters. The third door says administration. And the fourth door says core. Which door do you want to go to? Oh. I only want the door marked dank memes. Dank memes. I, I would like to enter the. Dank <laughs> you open the. Zone. You open the biome door. Inside, you see a man. He only has pants, but they're up to. They're up to. They're past his waist. Why? He's really jacked. Oh, so, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he says, he's surprisingly mom, jacked. He's a wide man. Yeah, he's very wide. Surprisingly jacked, and he says, "Mom, it's my turn on the Xbox." <laughs> <laughs> you messed it up. It's mom says it's my turn on the Xbox. <laughs> I did. I'm sorry. I'll go to meme jail now. Join us next time for the Toxic Jungle, Part Two.